I feel like our community has been living in a continuous state of Good Friday. After what happened two weeks ago just down the street at Covenant, how could we not? Along with these families, we have all been experiencing the different stages of grief, denial, anger, bargaining, depression, and I would say that most of us have not yet moved on to the final stage, which is acceptance. We don't want to accept it. We don't want to admit that what we have been living through is real. We don't want to admit that, that we live in a world where things like this happen. Healing is going to be a long road, and I think all of us are aware of that. The one thing that I do know is that we are getting through it. And we're going to keep getting through this together. Most of you know that our church lost a, a nine-year-old little girl, Evelyn Dickhouse. Her family has been incredibly strong. Katie, Evelyn's mother, wanted me to pass a message along to you this Easter there in Florida with family this weekend. She said, as we continue to be surrounded with our immediate family for Easter, Please know that we consider Woodmont Christian Church family. You all have lifted and carried us through the darkest, heaviest days of our lives, and we cannot thank you enough. Because of your love and God's never-ending love, we have witnessed hope and light through the darkness. This Easter, may light continue to overcome darkness, and the love of God continue to conquer all. Please keep Evelyn, our family, and all the families involved in the Covenant School in your prayers. We love you all. I told her I'd share that. But did you hear what she said? This Easter, may light continue to overcome darkness and the love of God continue to conquer all. Love conquers all. Love conquers all. Mark tells us that on the third day, Mary Magdalene and Mary, the mother of James, went to the tomb with spices to anoint the body of Jesus. They were worried about who was going to roll away the heavy stone. But when they got there, they realized that the stone had already been rolled back. And there was a man dressed in dazzling white in a robe sitting there, and they were alarmed. But he says, don't be alarmed. You're looking for Jesus of Nazareth, who was crucified he has been raised. He is not here. Look, there's the place where they laid him. Go and tell his disciples and Peter that he's going ahead of you to Galilee, and there you will see him just as he told you. And Mark says they went out and they fled from the tomb for terror and amazement had seized them. And they said nothing to anyone, for they were afraid. Terror and amazement had seized them. Jesus wasn't there. He had been raised. We are Easter people. But what does Easter mean? The resurrection is God's eternal yes to the world's temporal no's. The resurrection is the power of God's love to take the absolute worst that people can do, and we've seen it in this town, and not let it be the final word. 
Easter is the world's great history lesson of how God's love turns despair into joy and defeat into victory and death into new life. And in a world that has the kind of pain and sorrow that ours has, we need to hear this great news. Christ is risen. He's risen indeed. The Apostle Paul talks about the resurrection when he writes these powerful words to the Corinthians. He says, now if Christ is proclaimed as raised from the dead, how can some of you say there is no resurrection of the dead? And if there is no resurrection of the dead, then Christ has not been raised. And if Christ has not been raised, then our proclamation has been in vain and your faith has been in vain. And then he concludes the passage by saying this, if it is for this life only that we have hoped in Christ. We are of all people to be most pitied. I don't know about you friends, but I really, really need Easter this year more than ever before. I need to know that this world is not all that there is. And I need to know that Evelyn and William and Hallie and Cynthia and Catherine and Mike are all with God. And I believe that they are. Because the Bible says that God will wipe away all tears from their eyes and there will be no more death and no more pain and no more suffering. Easter proves many things to us. First, it proves that Jesus was who he said he was. He's the son of God. And everything that he taught and promised throughout his life and ministry was true. If the resurrection had not happened, think about this, then Christianity would have simply been a movement of Jewish believers in the first century whose hopes were dashed and shattered when their leader was executed and when his prophecy did not come true. But it did come true. And we know that everything that he said and taught came to pass. Secondly, Easter proves that there is life after death. So we don't have to stand beside the grave of a loved one or a nine-year-old and wonder if we'll get to see them again. Death to this world is only a temporary separation. I look forward to the day when I can see those that I've, that I've loved and lost, and I know you feel the same way. Jesus said, I am the resurrection and the life. Those who believe in me, even though they die, will live, and everyone who lives and believes in me will never die. He said, let not your hearts be troubled. Believe in God, believe also in me. In my Father's house are many rooms, and I go to prepare a place for you. And if I go to prepare a place for you, I will come again and will take you to where I am, so that where I am, that you may be also. Third, Easter reminds us that there is still life on this side of death, no matter what happens. And many of us need to hear that this year. No matter what happens to us, no matter how bad it might be, we can go on living and find joy again. It may take some time, and time does heal. Frederick Buechner was once asked, Mr. Buechner, have you been born again? Do you remember what he said? Let me tell you something. I've been born again and again and again, and that's how we feel. In life, we have to be born again and again and again. Paul says we're afflicted in every way but not crushed, perplexed but not driven to despair, persecuted but not forsaken, struck down but not destroyed. Paul also says that suffering produces endurance and endurance produces character and character produces hope and hope will not disappoint us. 
We don't give up on hope. We don't give up on faith. Nothing can separate us from the love of God in Christ Jesus our Lord. Neither death, nor life, nor angels, nor rulers, nor things present, nor things to come, nor powers, nor height, nor depth, nor anything else in all creation can separate us from the love of God in Christ Jesus our Lord. The resurrection reminds us that we are strong, we are resilient, and we can press forward and find joy again. But my main message to you this Easter, today, is exactly what Katie said after losing her nine-year-old daughter. The love of God conquers all. Love always wins. Love always wins wins. The Christian faith is so powerful because it reminds us that in life and in death, love always wins. Are there times when we feel like it isn't winning? Yes. Are there times when we feel like hate and anger and violence and rage are winning? Yes, but they never do. Love always wins. This community has proved it. The aftermath of the covenant shooting Love is winning. Look at this community. Look at the donations. Look at the hugs. Look at the tears, the prayers, the concerts, the vigils, the ribbons. Love is winning because Jesus told us that love always wins. You know, somebody once asked Jesus, what mattered most? What commandment is the greatest? What did he say? Love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength, and love your neighbor as yourself. That's what he said. On this hang all the law and the prophets. John says that we should love one another because love is from God. And everyone who loves is born of God and knows God. And whoever does not love does not know God, for God is love. But then a few verses later, he says something very interesting. He says, there is no fear in love, but perfect love casts out fear. For fear has to do with punishment. So let's be very clear this Easter about what the opposite of love is. It's not hate. It's not violence. It's not resentment. It's fear. The opposite of love is fear. It always has been. It always will be. If we want to be like Jesus, then we simply can't live our lives in fear. We can't get up every day wondering what bad thing is going to happen to us, wondering what's going to go wrong, wondering who can we really trust and, and who we can and who's going to stab us in the back. A life of fear is no life at all. And many of us need to stop living in fear because that's not the life that God has promised us. And one of the secrets to stop living our lives in fear is to live in the present and to discover the power of forgiveness. Theologian N.T. Wright says, Jesus' followers are to go out into the world equipped with the power of his own spirit to announce that a new reality has come to birth and that its name is forgiveness. Resurrection and forgiveness are the hallmarks, the telltale signs, the characteristics of the new creation. So often we live in fear because we've been hurt and we don't wanna be hurt again. Be not afraid, Jesus says. Let go of the past. Forgive others. Move forward. Become a new person. 
Anybody who is in Christ is a new creation. The old has passed away. See, I'm making everything new. You know, our community is going to heal. And it's going to take time. But let's remember what Katie Dickhouse said. This Easter, may light continue to overcome darkness and the love of God continue to conquer all. Love always wins. Love always wins. Love always wins. Would you join me in prayer? God, give us eyes to see the beauty of the spring and to behold your majesty in every living thing. And may we see in lacy leaves and every budding flower the hand that rules the universe in gentleness and in power. And may the beauty that spring lavishly imparts awaken dormant flowers of faith that are dormant on our hearts. And give us ears to hear, dear God, the springtime song of birds whose messages are more beautiful than our often empty words. Help us to hear with hope and faith and not be people lost in despair. The birds say, be like us. Do not worry, for you, God, have us in your care. Amen.